0: Go to Joshua chapter 3, and uh, we want to spend uh, today and tonight uh, talking uh, about the subject of vision. We're calling it Vision Sunday, and of course, we're going to look at the vision uh, that that God has given us, but vision in your life. And uh, we're also, you remember the three things that we're uh, coming into agreement about today and tonight. And those three things are, number one, what we want to give at the night of giving. How much do we want to give? Uh, Number two is, what do we want to check off? What do we want to pay off this year? Whatever it may be. Uh, You may be wanting to come out of debt, pay your car off, pay your home off. Uh, Whatever it may be, uh, we're all going to exercise our faith and believe with you. And thirdly, a nice-to-have or nice-to-haves, all right? Uh, Maybe you want to have uh, whatever. You know, you got to determine what that is. But we encourage people to write those down. And, and when you come today and tonight, uh, that you uh, be ready. We're going to agree with you about those things and believe God. Amen. In John, uh, Joshua chapter 3 and verse 4, this is, of course, when the uh, children of Israel had come into the promised land. And let's start in verse 3. It says, they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove your place and go after it. Notice, there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way. Here to four. The Amplified Bible says that you may be able to see the ark and know the way you must go for you've not passed this way before. All right, a danger that you run into in every new year is that you just keep on the path you're on in the year that you're in from the year you're coming out of. All right, there are things in 2023 that God wants to move you into and you're going to have to stay close because you've never been this way before. You've never lived in this year before. All right? What happens to people is they, they, they just live their life one day after the other just the same way. And the same way week after week and month after month and year after year. And here's the issue. If you don't do something different, nothing changes. One man said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's just not going to happen. And so he tells the people of Israel. Now notice. Notice the people that he's bringing out. He's bringing people out, not that were adults and went into the wilderness. These are the people that were born in the wilderness. They've known nothing but the wilderness. All they've ever seen is the wilderness. This is the generation that was born in the wilderness. Their parents, their grandparents had all died. And this is a group that's never known anything, but the wilderness following the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. And now they're in the promised land and God tells Joshua, tell them to watch for the movement of the ark and to move when the ark moves because you haven't been this way before. I'm telling you, 2023, you've never been where God's going to take you. Amen. One translation says that you may see it afar off and know which way you must go for you've not gone this way before. The Message Bible says you'll see clearly the route to take. You've never been on this road before. See, the reason God wants us to walk in the Spirit, the five things that he talked to my wife about, and he said, he said walking in the Spirit is crucial. All right, i got to learn to walk in the Spirit even more. The reason walking in the Spirit is so important is so that we know God's will, that we have a vision, and we see the future. Say it out loud. I know God's will, I have a vision, and I see the future. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why the word of the Lord that uh, uh, came to us, uh, we're going to pass these out to you at some point today. Uh, he said it was a year of turning and forward momentum. And one of the things that he said was uh, things that seem to be stuck and unchanging will turn. If it seemed to be stuck and unchanging, it's going to turn. Never been this way before. But it's, it's, what's, it's what's going to happen. Amen? See, this, this is seeing my future. Those things that have seemed to be stuck and unchanging will begin to turn. Family members who have appeared to want nothing to do with the things of God will begin to desire the reality of the word they see in believers' lives. And they will turn from the darkness to the light, and the glory will be the Lord's. That's what the Lord says is going to happen. Amen. So see, then my my vision directs me in my endeavors. If I'm seeing family members turn from darkness to light, I'm not going to consistently talk about the darkness they're walking in. This is my vision. Is that right? And he said, things that seem to have been stagnant and unmoving will begin to flow and move. And it will be a rapid movement. Not a little at a time. Rapid, quick movement. Now watch, that will bring sudden change and improvement into the lives of those that will believe. Everybody say, sudden change and improvement. Say this, I believe that. So that's what I'm looking for is sudden change and improvement. Mm, Hallelujah. He said, for the church, this will be positive and powerful as the Father shows himself mighty on their behalf and proves time and time again that he is their source their provider, their keeper, their protector, and their king. Amen. Now, he said, for the world, it'll be a time, this time of turning and change will be unsettling and confusing. Because why? They'll continually listen to deception that's brought about and backed by deceiving spirits that speak lies and deception. Many will continue to trust in a man or men only to be disappointed. As they see time and time again, man is not their source or their answer. And this will produce frustration, disillusionment, and confusion. Have mercy on the world. They can't help but that they're confused. They're believing the devil. They're putting their trust in people. Amen. You know, I don't care what race you are. I don't care what age you are or what gender you are. Man is not your answer. You need to get a hold of that. Well, if we could just get this party in the White House. That's not your answer. Boy, it got quiet there. Because most believers believe Jesus is a Republican. You know, if we just get the Republicans in. Well, not so. Boy, it got quiet. Bless God, bless God. Pastor's not a Republican. Well, you don't know that. That's not what I'm saying. You 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 got people that will go to the voting booth and they'll vote for whoever's in their party, regardless of where they stand on morality, regardless of what they believe about the life of the unborn, regardless of what they believe about, about religious liberty or religious freedom, and they'll just they'll just mark Republican or Democrat. Because they think that's the answer. There are people you know, they think if we just had more white people in office, it'd be better. And then there are people think if we just had more black folk in office, it'd be better. When did the color of your skin make you a better person? You understand? There are black crooks and white crooks. Hispanic crooks, Asian crook, old crook, young crooks, female crooks, male crooks, 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 everywhere crook, crook. Amen. Don't be like the world. The world says if we can just get this guy out of office and get this guy, whoever's in office, you have to exercise your faith. I've watched elections happen, and I've watched the church just just whine and complain because it didn't go their way. You know why they whined and complained? Because they weren't in faith. They were putting their trust in a man, in a person, not in God. And and that's why if you were in faith, it didn't bother you at all. About two of y'all were in faith. No, I'm joking. But you understand what I mean? doesn't change anything. We just had our annual board meeting. And over the last two years, in an environment that everybody said was so bad, we've had the best two years ever in our ministry. Ever. I'll just tell you, if you look at the scope and the size of our ministry and, and, and what we do, and I have a board member right here, this ministry brought in nearly one million dollars in giving every bill paid everything's in the black we owe no man anything hallelujah but you know why that's happened in this congregation I can't tell you the bonuses the raises the, the promotions checks in the mail I got got a testimony today, checking the mail. Amen. Because we believe God. Hallelujah. So don't don't trust in man. Well, bless the Lord, when when 2024 rolls around. What, What about it? What about when it rolls around? What if it goes worse? I remember sitting with a group of pastors and asking them at the start of the last election, They they were saying all kinds of things. I said, what if it don't happen? What are you going to tell your people? You're standing up and you're repeating all these words that these pseudo-prophets are saying. And what's going to happen if it don't go that way? How are you going to explain that? Well, bless God, that's just what I believe. Okay. Okay. But you know good and well, we stood here in this pulpit and we said, it doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter who's doing what. God is our source. Amen. But he said, in the midst of the frustration and confusion in the world, the church will be flooded with light and they'll see a returning, a returning of those that walked away from God. Oh, that's a good place to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And His ways in pursuit of some other answer only to be left hopeless and defeated. They will return and God will restore their lives. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There will also be seen a returning to the Word. As those who have walked away from the teaching of the Word and the moving of the Spirit find themselves empty and unfulfilled. Expect it. Prepare for it. See it. 2023, a year of turning and forward momentum. That's what we can expect. Amen. Do you see that? Glory to God. So the reason God wants us to walk in the Spirit is so we know God's will, so we have a vision, so we can see our future. Look at uh, uh, Proverbs 19.21. Proverbs 19.21. I'm trying not to get too preachy. Well, you know how that is. That's hard. Amen. Amen. Send it on down, send it on down, Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. I remember the day, the very hour, when the Lord filled me with his holy power. Fire started burning down in my soul. That's when the Holy Ghost took control. Ha, ha, glory to God. Amen. That's church music. Proverbs 19, 21, let me read it to you from the Amplified Bible. It says, many plans are in a man's mind, but it's the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it's the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. So God's plan, God's purpose for you is what's going to stand the test of time. I've had people ask me over the years, how, how, how is it you, you've been in the full-time ministry all this time? and there hadn't been a hiccup, and there hadn't been these. It's the Lord's plan. If you get in the Lord's plan and His purpose, you see success. It's not you just trying to do it. It's you being committed to His plan. Every day of my life, I say, Lord, I receive your plan for my life. I receive your plan by faith. I receive your plan, nothing wavering. I receive your plan, sight unseen. Yes, my family. I say that every day of the world. Why? I want him to know I want your plan. It's your plan. Amen. I've had pastors tell me, I, I had people leave my church. What do I do? Stick to the plan. Don't start thinking what you need to change. And what could I have done better? Listen, listen. I'm not going to get into that. Moving right along. Amen. Listen, listen. You've got to stay focused on the plan of God. Amen. There there are people that you can't do anymore for them. They're going to go whether you do for them or not. Amen. And then there are people that stay and love you, and you don't ever do nothing for them. It's just the reality of it. Stay with the plan. I said stay with the plan. Stay with the plan. In, In a marriage, when you have to correct an issue... You're not trying to correct an issue to be proven right. You're trying to correct the issue because you're for the marriage. I want my marriage to make it. So I'll change because I want my marriage to make it. So he says, many are the plans in a mind in a man's mind, but it's God's purpose that will stand. Do you see that? Look at Mark eleven twenty four, And you can probably quote this, but it says, Therefore, whatsoever things you desire when you pray... Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Therefore, whatsoever things you want, you desire. Everybody say desire. desire. Amen. Desire is a picture that you can attach your faith to. Hebrews 11 1 says, "Hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for. For faith to bring it to pass, you have to have a picture. You have to have a blueprint." have to have a vision amen you know you can pray lord make things better all this year you can pray that but until you get a picture of what you want to be better you don't have anything to attach your faith to amen we read hebrews 11 1 or i quoted it now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So, what does faith do? It gives, it gives substance to the object of your desire. Faith gives substance to the object of my desire, whatever it may be. Amen. For example, the word of the Lord to bro- Brother Jerry, Jerry Savell, he said that 2023 would be the year of the maximum. The highest level attainable. Hallelujah. He said, it's time to go for the maximum. Don't settle for just getting by. Go for the best that God has to offer. Here you are. Go as high as your faith will take you. Now, God is unlimited. God's faith is unlimited. The only limits are the limits that I put on God. God is unlimited. So why not just go for it? The maximum. The highest level attainable. Now, very often when people hear that, they they think financial things, uh, uh, material things. And that's obviously part of it. But what about this? Lord, let me go to the highest level attainable in my faith this year. Let me go, Lord, to the highest level attainable in my walking in the Spirit. Father, let me take my prayer life to another level this year. Let me take my my study life to another level. Father, I want to be all you want me to be this year. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? God equipped us to partner with him. And, and. Using our faith to participate with his vision. Now, I'll I'll give these verses to you. You can write them down for the sake of time. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. We often talk about the verse where God came to Abraham. God did come to Abraham. And what did he say? Get up from your country and leave your family and go to a land that I'll show you. Is that what it said? Now, God said, I want to show you something. What did Abram have to do? He had to partner with God in God's vision. Had to partner with God in what God desired. If Abram doesn't get up and leave the country and leave the family, we don't know about Abram. Because Abram, God said, even when he was talking to Abram about Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, I'm going to tell Abram what I'm going to do Because I know he's obedient. He'll command his family after him. When God knows you'll do it, he'll give you something to do. And he'll give you a vision. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus 3, 7 and 8. And this is is a verse that we often talk about. Uh, Moses is keeping his father-in-law Jethro's sheep on the mountain. And it says that he saw. well, actually what it was was an angel within the bush. And it gave it the appearance of a burning bush. And Moses said, I'm going to turn aside and see this thing. Right? And, and notice, notice this. Uh, can you go to verse 8 for me? So the Lord says, I've seen my people. Notice, I'm come to deliver them and bring them up. Now what's God want to do? Deliver them and bring them up. Is that right? Verse 9. Now, therefore, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. I've seen the oppression that the Egyptians oppress them. Verse 10 Come now, I'll send you. Wait a minute. I thought God said, I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to bring them out. Boy, that's good, isn't it? That's easy to stand on the sideline and say, Yay, go, God! Go, God! Our God is what? Red hot. Right? I know that because Lily went to cheer camp. And she had me out there doing it with her and I wasn't in her dress, so don't worry about that. <laughs> but he said, "I've heard, I've come, I'm going to deliver. I'm going to bring him out. Oh, I'm going to send you to Pharaoh." There's a partnership in the earth, God can't do whatever He wants. He's got to have a partnership with people with a vision. Hallelujah. Has the city been given into our hands for the preaching of the gospel? It has. We got something to do about it. Amen. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, 7 and 8. Deuteronomy 8, 7 and 8. Oh, Hallelujah. I want you you to see this, because God talks about bringing the people in, but he says, when I bring you in, I need you to go possess it. Right? For the Lord, God brings you into a good land, a land of brooks, fountains, depths, that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vine and figs and pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land that you'll eat bread without scarceness, your stones are iron; out of whose hills you may dig brass. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land that He's given you. Amen. So you're going to come in and you're going to possess it. God says, here's the land. Here's the houses you didn't build. Here's the vine. Here's the, here's the fruit. Here's the crops. Go possess it. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. What's God saying to us this year? Here's your family. Here's your children saved. Here's your family born again. Here's your finances restored. Here's sudden change and improvement in your life. Go get it. Amen. Just go get it. That's all I've got to do is just go take it. Yeah, but Pastor, last year was rough. Last year is gone. Gone. Amen. See, that's, that's so important. One of the greatest things I've learned in my life is the ability to shut the door and move on. I learned how to do that. I've had people ask me, how do you do that? What do you mean? You you, you just act like it didn't happen. It's over. It's over. When people come and ask me to forgive them, I say, I forgive you. Don't expect me to ever think about it. I forgave you. I had to learn that. Uh, Jim asked me one time. There was a person, a a man and his wife, that came to my church and left seven times. Came and left seven times. Am I right? Amen. And, and, and the woman, just happened to be her, caused a problem everywhere she was. If you'd have put that woman in a sewer, she'd have caused a stink. I mean, it was just bad. I mean, uh, uh, Sister Carrie was over the greeters, and she put her in the greeters, and it blew up. So she went to the children's ministry, and it blew up. Amen. Why was it blowing up? Because the bomb was going everywhere. It was just. And, and, and they, they, they came and left the first time, and came and left the second time, and came and left the third time. And I kept dealing with them and loving them and trying to help them. And finally, Brother Jim asked me, he said, How can you just keep letting them folks come back? And here's the Lord, the Lord said this. I'm not wise enough for this. I said, because you never know when they're going to get it. You never know when they're going to grab it. My job as a pastor, my job as your pastor, is to not get fed up with you and put you out. According to the Apostle Paul, my job is to travail in birth again with you until Christ is formed in you. Let me come over here where y'all can hear me. Travail in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Is is that right? Why? Because I have to stand before God and present you mature before Christ. Listen, mama may give up on you. Daddy may give up on you. Pookie and them and Ray Ray, they may give up on you. Carlos and Chiquita and all of them. I'm not going to give up. Because our vision is to build people's faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. We're getting into something. Are you with me? Just bear with me today. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Is that what it says? Despising the shame. How did he do that? We we talked about that last Sunday. That he thought little or nothing of the shame associated with the cross. How how did he do that? Well, according to Scripture, for the joy, the Amplified Bible says, for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him. He had a vision. Now you can break it down personally. He saw me. And he went through the cross. Amen. Dottie Rambo wrote a song years ago called When He Was on the Cross, I Was on His Mind. Brother Copeland sings it. But when you think about that, that's how Jesus got through the cross. For the joy that was set before Him. If you have a vision, you can go through anything. Because vision sustains you. Because what you're seeing is bigger than what you're facing. Amen. See, but what you see, you have to see it. He said our family was coming to the Lord. So that means you're not seeing their rebelliousness. Or their refusal to do what God says. You're seeing salvation. That's my vision. That's my vision. Amen. You know why I don't think I'm broke? Because I looked at my bank book today. Right? If you know what you got in the bank, you don't think you're broke. If you know what's there. Is that right or wrong? Well, what do you have? A vision. When you deal with a financial advisor in the natural, what are you getting? A vision. If I invest this, this is what my money can produce. I have a vision. Amen. Every time you come to church, you're saying, I have a vision for what God wants to do in this church. I have a vision. For what God wants to do in this ministry. I know what I may or may not see. But I know what God is showing us. And I am determined to live out my part of the vision. Many of y'all remember when we met in the La Quinta. And we were in a room about this big. Right here about this big. Amen. Every seat that was pulled out. Every seat. There was like 46. Every seat. Amen. Brother Tavacall. First time he came to La Quinta he came to the Hispanic service and sat, sat in, in, uh, toward the back and he came up after church and my wife was talking to him in Spanish. And Brother Tavacal said, I'm not Spanish. But he was there for the Spanish service. And it just kept growing. And it kept, I remember the day I got the text in Kansas and my wife said, Philip, every seat is full and they don't have any more. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, we brought that group of people over to this building, and we started there. And the wall, y'all remember, the wall used to be right there. Used to have the office over here, and the wall was right there. We just had that section. Amen. But it felt like we were in Notre Dame Cathedral. Amen. And we just kept growing and growing and growing. There were people that said we could not get this building ready in three weeks to have church. But we had a vision. Lord, we got to move. We got to get some solidity. We got to get out of that hotel room so that the people can see we're here to stay. And God gave us and gave us a heart, gave us people with a vision and a heart to work. And in three weeks, we had our first Sunday morning service in this building. Amen. Well, the Lord has said that 2023 is a moving year. Oh, hallelujah. He said in 2023, the path to buildings and lands will become clear. See, that's the vision. This is not where we're staying. We're here right now, but this is not where we're staying. Where we go intermediately, it may not be where we stay forever, but it'll be a good stopgap till God takes us where He wants us to be permanently. But we have a vision. We're not satisfied here. You're not satisfied here. God is not satisfied with us being here. We got bigger places to go. Hallelujah! Do you see that? Woo! Glory to God. The Message Bible says, "Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed." Shh. Tell your neighbors say, don't lose sight of where you're headed. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife asked me the other day, said, Have you thought any more about Stuttgart? I said, Oh yeah, I've been praying about Stuttgart. We got plans. Don't lose sight of where you're headed. God told me some number of months ago I was at Brother Jerry Savelle's ministers' conference, and I was sitting there in the in the in the conference, and uh uh I, I forget what was being said. I know Jesse was ministering, but I forget what was being said. It wasn't because I wasn't paying attention. The Lord was talking to me. And he said to me, he showed me Arkansas. And he showed me Little Rock. And he showed me these arrows coming out of Little Rock. And he said, I want you to cover Arkansas. And he said, as you do what I ask you to do here, every other location will flourish. Whew. Amen. Hallelujah. I have a hard time leaving the city because I want to be here to cover Arkansas. But I know the call on my life. I know the apostolic call God's put on my life and the pastoral call that God's put on my life. But here's the thing. I see it. I see Arkansas ablaze with the Word. I see our cities on fire with the Word of God. I'm telling you that this year of 2023 is going to be a year of expansion. It's going to be a year of turning and forward momentum. The city has been given to us for the preaching of the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. It says he could put up with anything along the way because he never lost sight of where he was headed. Vision enables us to see what God wants us to build and to do. I want to show you something real quick. Can we play that first clip? Hallelujah. This is something the Lord said through Sister Pat Harrison to us. And and, and, and I've got some clips I want to play for you uh, here today. Whenever you're ready. (laughs)
1: Saying, and I hear the spirit of the Lord say, this place is a mighty place. This place is a mighty place. And this place is a place that I and have this ordained. Place, is a place that I have ordained. And this place is a place that place shall do many, place many many, many, many things many for the gospel's sake, for the and for my, sake. Kingdom. And for uh-huh. my kingdom. And for uh-huh. and and my kingdom. And it's and this place that and shall place expand, that shall expand. Into, all that, into all that I have asked. Of them. them. Uh-huh. Of them. Because of them. they desire. Because to they follow me. And what I am, saying. And, what and I am saying. and because they are diligent. And because they are To seek my face. To, to speak my, face, my word. To speak my word. And to go forth in victory. And to go forth at all in times. Ah. At all times. So ah. It's great times so, for this place. It's great it's times, great times, for, times for the world. Because you release yourself to pray. Because you release yourself to pray. Praying in tongues. Praying in
2: tongues. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Say this place is a mighty place. Oh, hallelujah. See, vision enables us to see what God wants us to build and to do. If I don't have a vision, I can't see what God wants me to build. What does God want me to do? Now, that, that, that applies in the ministry. That applies in your life. Where do you want to go in 2023? You've got to be able to see it and to do it. Because there's things that God wants to build into your life, but you've got to see it and you've got to do it. In 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 28, am I helping you this morning? And uh, verse uh, 11, it says, Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern. Everybody say pattern. The pattern of the porch, the houses thereof, the treasuries thereof, the upper chambers, the inner parlors, the place of the mercy seat. And the pattern, everyone say pattern. The pattern of all that he had by the Spirit. Notice he had this all by the Spirit. And it was a pattern. One translation, the message translation says, David presented his son Solomon with the plans for the temple. The plans for everything God's Spirit had brought to his mind. The design of the courtyards. The plan for organizing the Levites and the priests. The exact specifications. And he gave those to Solomon and he said, here are the blueprints for the whole project as God gave me to understand it. I'm telling you the blueprints for the whole project today as God gave me to understand it. Hallelujah. Now, where there is no God-given vision, people fail. Notice in Proverbs 29. This, this is a familiar passage of Scripture, but I remember years ago, the first time I heard my pastor preach along these lines, Proverbs 29, I was in uh, uh, Toronto, Canada with him, and uh, we had flown up there, a friend of mine pastors of church up there, Craig Fields, Craig and uh, uh, I forget his wife's name, but uh, they're members of, of Fresh Oil Fellowship, Pastor Nancy's Fellowship, and we were there with, uh, with him. And he ministered on, on vision. And he made the statement concerning this verse, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. And let's read it real quick. Because it, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law happy is he. He said, if you want to see if a vision is present, look at the people. Because notice what it says. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. The people If you don't have a vision for your marriage, your marriage fails. If you don't have a vision for your children, your children fail. If you don't have a vision for your home, it won't be a home. People have asked me over the years, what's the vision for your home? A cathedral of praise in my neighborhood. A light in my neighborhood. That's a song David Engle sang years ago. Our cathedral of praise. And he said, although it's just brick and mortar and wood, it's a light to our neighborhood. Amen. I play that song all the time. Lord, that's our home. Let our home be a light to your neighborhood, to this neighborhood. Vision. Where there's no God-given vision, people fail. One translation says, without guidance from God, people fail. The Amplified Bible says, where there is no vision, no revelation of God. And that's what that means, where there is no vision. It's a redemptive revelation. Where there's no redemptive revelation, people fail. Amen. I was talking to a pastor not too long ago, and he, he, he told me he so desires to be in full-time ministry. He said, how did you do that? Well, it's not how did I do it, it's, it's the components you got to have a vision. I didn't just decide I want to be a full-time pastor. I had to spend time fasting and praying and seeking God and getting a vision for where God wanted me to go. The vision came before I stepped out and did anything. I had to see myself doing it on a consistent basis. Amen. Vision provides parameters, and it provides parameters for our activity. And it provides parameters with our accuracy to God's plan. I taught a men's meeting a number of years ago on being accurate. That you want to be accurate in what you're doing. Amen. This this walk that we are in as as Christians, it's not a crapshoot. It's it's not we do our best. You want to be accurate. Accurate over and over again. All right? Vision is keeps you accurate if you don't know where you're going how in the world are you going to know when you get there if you don't know what is supposed to be done how can you know what to do let's play that next clip this is this is another word that the lord gave us get ready be ready and move amen i, I think they mentioned the
1: grace plate in this as well I think you're busy now, you're busy yeah. you're busy just, now? just wait, just wait not long not long. long Don't have to wait long but prepare yourself but prepare yourself prepare yourself prepare yourself my spirit is moving my spirit is moving mildly and mildly quickly, and in, quickly, this quickly in this earth and so don't don't and so don't don't, don't 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 delay in, in looking in, in looking for 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 that special place that special place because this, this, because this, this, is, not this, this is not big enough for what he. This is not. He says this is not big I'm enough doing. for what I'm doing, and what shall continue, and what shall continue in your ministry, in your ministry, in and in your life. So get ready. So get listen, ready. Be ready. listen. Be ready and move. and move. That's what he's saying. That's get what ready. he's saying. Get ready. Just be ready. Be ready. ready. be ready and move. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that which I and that which you, I have asked of you, <laughs> you have the grace. You do. have the grace to do. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Grace and more grace. Grace and more grace upon you, upon you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Glory to God! Glory to God! Grace and more grace and more grace, grace upon you. you. That's, I heard That's what I heard of the Spirit. That's what I heard the Spirit God right. Grace and more grace, grace, and more grace upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank, you Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Selebah. Selebahi freshtime. Grace and more grace. Grace and more grace. Woo grace and grace and more grace. Solobhatya. Solobhatafrastia. Grace and more grace. Grace and more grace. The yes. Le- city Le- live upon, Le- you. Le- upon yes. you. Yes. You see, see more grace and more grace upon you. Uh, upon uh, you. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Ha ha. Ha ha. Praise you. Praise you, Praise you, Praise you, Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Lord. Praise, praise you, Lord, Lord. praise, praise Lord. you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank, oh, you, Jesus. thank you, Jesus. Thank you, <CDs.IFI1> thank, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus father
2: we thank you we thank you we thank you for that greater degree of anointing that greater that greater power that greater that greater glory Isaac e. Isaac a. Pastor Kikie Philip, a. Pastor a. Philip a. A. you think there's a lot you on your You think there's a lot on your plate. All he has to do is get All he has bigger. to do is get the plate bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Only got do. It's all he got to do. And then what's on your plate? And then looks, what's on your plate oh, looks oh, so minimal. So minimal. Because because the because grace, the grace is, the is the bigger plate. He enlarges the he grace. He enlarges the grace. And it can hold more. And it can hold more. So an enlarged grace upon so your, your life for more. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So notice, we got a vision. Get ready, be ready, and move. All you gotta do is get a bigger plate. So a vision from God will turn a maintenance mentality into a ministry mentality. And it generates the spiritual energy needed to accomplish the assignment. So we're not just not just maintaining, it's a ministry mentality. We have the spiritual energy to accomplish the assignment. Amen. Look at Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. Oh, hallelujah. You you don't want to look back in three years and say, boy, I wish I would have. People live with regret because they, they, they don't do what they know they should do. No regret. You, you need to make 2023 a year of no regret. But, but, but Pastor, I've, I've missed it and I haven't done. Okay, that's all fine and good. Shut the door. Amen. Like one man said in a song, turn the page. Whatever was written there that you didn't get done, turn the page and start over. But I don't have very many years left. You don't know how many years you have left. Nobody knows how many years they have left. Amen. Every year I go to the Lord with that scripture in the book of Psalms. says, teach me to number my days so I may know how much time I have left. And the last few times I went to the Lord, he said, you're just getting started. Get moving. So that's it. Amen. For some of you, your most fruitful years are what the world calls your golden years. You finally know enough for God to give you something to do. And you you just need to go get it done. Amen. Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain on tables that he may run that reads it. The Amplified Bible says, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it so plainly. That everyone who passes by may be, able, may be able to read it easily and quickly as they hasten by. Oh, glory. The Young's literal translation says, write a vision and explain on the tables that he may run who is reading it. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In the late summer of 1995, the Lord spoke to me. I was sitting in the apartment that my wife and I were living in and he said to me he said the vision for your life and ministry is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God and of course he gave us Hebrews eleven three for our scripture for that vision through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were made did not come from the things that do appear over the years the Lord's divinely connected us to people for impartation The Lord instructed myself on January 17th, 2012, when I was sitting in the minister's conference at KCM, and uh, my pastor was ministering, and the Lord said to me, I want you to follow his faith. And he said, I want you to follow his faith, and I want you to do it now. And he said, as I was and am with Happy Caldwell, I will be with you. I received, uh, I'd written him a letter. I asked him, could I write him a letter? And I explained this to him. And I received a letter back from him uh, the end of January, maybe the first of February. It was dated uh, January 25th. And uh, uh, agreeing with what the Lord had said. But with that impartation, God added to our vision. What happened? We became a spiritual production center. Producing life, city, state, nation, and world. There are aspects of our vision. Our Hispanic ministry. The Lord instructed us to be bilingual in our ministry. And when he showed us that, he showed us a picture of two hands clasped together. And he said, be bilingual. Not just preach bilingual, be bilingual. Amen. Hallelujah. So currently we have... uh, uh, Spanish services here at six o'clock on uh, Saturday evening, and uh, up until uh, some time ago, we had a Wednesday night Bible study. But we're currently seeking the Lord about is that the best time to have that that ministry and for that congregation to meet because we want we want to touch our community. Every church needs to look like its community. So that, so that especially in a in a in a in a city diverse as Little Rock, that means that we're going to have all ethnicities in all races, amen, we're going to have single folk, married folk, old folk, young folk, amen, I don't know which one you are, but, right, amen, FBSOM, which is our Faith Builder School of Ministry, uh, here recently, this year, specifically, the Lord had me uh, to really go in and look at that and examine it and take that school of ministry back to its original reason for existing. And, and that, was, that was not just to give people a book knowledge. I was always less interested in giving people an academic training as I was interested in teaching them how to follow the Spirit of the Lord, teaching them how to hear the voice of God, teaching them what the Word of God has to say about these different things. And so consequently, I have students in here, and they'll tell you we followed the syllabus rarely this year because, because we want to be a school of the Spirit. But that is, is what God had us to take the focus back to, and we're, we're going to uh, hopefully in the years coming up uh, uh, get that back in the Spanish language as well. Amen. Uh, another aspect of our vision is our faith builder's fellowship for ministers, and uh, we're providing more resources and tools to help develop the people and churches that are connected with us, uh, our ordained ministers, the pastors that are joining themselves to us so that they feel connected. Amen. The Lord said to me recently, he said, the generation of ministers that are coming up know nothing about the moving of the Holy Spirit. And he said, for the ministers in your fellowship, I expect you to teach them. And so that's what we're going to do. We've got a whole generation of people that have come up, and, and they've existed on a diet that's void of the moving of the Holy Spirit. It's not old-fashioned. I've had people say, Pastor, I like it when you sing. You sing them old-fashioned songs. Oh, you mean spiritual songs? Songs that aren't based on entertainment? It's not old-fashioned. It's, it's spirit-led. But here, here's the point here's the point. If you're hooked up to this ministry and you're a minister, you're going to feed off of that. I want to train you to do it right. Every minister that comes to our church, they'll be here for a while. I understand that. They may go plant their own church. They may do it under the faith builder's banner. They may do it under another banner. But here's the thing. My job is to put into them everything that they need. If you're a husband You'll be a better husband because you come to this church. If, if you want your marriage fixed, it'll be better because you come to this ministry. It's not because of me. It's because of the anointing on this ministry. We want to build faith from the time they can barely walk and talk to the time that they graduate high school, they graduate college. We want to marry them and bury them all here at this church and build their faith that way. I was so blessed. Liliana was in the hospital. And, uh, you know, the Lord healed her. Uh, isn't that good? And uh, uh, her children's pastor sent her uh, a little squishy mellow. Now, if you've got kids, you know what squishy mellow is. You all know what squishy mellow is? You don't know? What kind of dad are you? Amen. Uh, I'm joking. Mom knows. Uh, squishy mellow. You know, little squishy uh, 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 birds. And you, you, you know, you, you understand. Sent her a squishy mellow with a balloon. But what blessed me was the card. I opened the card, and her children's pastor said, Liliana, we love you. We're praying for you. Never forget the authority that Jesus bought and paid for you over sickness and disease. I read that to Lily, and she said, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Yes, you are. But my point is, that's our vision. The vision for our youth and children's ministries is not that we babysit. Our vision is to get the same things into them that we're getting into you. We might have, right? You know how sometimes when you got to give, give your little dog, your little puppy a, 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 a piece of medicine, you put it in a piece of cheese? Anybody besides me? Right? Because you just try to put it in their mouth, they'll be like, I'm coming up. We break it down and get it in them. Amen. Another aspect of our ministry is our healing ministry. Let's play that that clip, A House of Healing, please. Am I helping you all today? Yes, sir.
2: I thank you, Father. I thank you for this place being known as A House of Healing. We thank you, Father, that people will recognize you can go there and receive your miracle. You can go there and receive your healings. So we thank you, Father, for another measure. I thank, thank you, you Father. Father. I thank you for this place being known as a house of people. We thank you, Father, that people...
0: Hallelujah. Is there another one with that, Richard? Did endow- it say endowment on it? Or was it on that same one? Okay. Hallelujah.
2: We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. <sighs> when I was uh, when those I was ministering to those, with heart, was, uh, said, those, ministering to those with heart conditions, God healing. said there is an endowment of healing. There is an endowment. I have for a pastor here for hearts. Meaning you'll start. You're hearts. to minister under that endowment. Meaning you'll start to those with heart conditions. That you, Pastor that endowment. Here, those with heart conditions, just give, just, give you we, we, just give me your hands. Just you, hold, hold out your, your hands. We 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 thank you, Father, for that endowment. your hands. We we thank you, Father, for that endowment. Now,
0: I show this for a reason. God has pronounced that our ministry would be a house of healing and a house of miracles, and He's entrusted us with specific anointings and endowments. And so, then, as a church. We'll steward that anointing, and we steward that anointing by learning to prepare an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move and minister healing. We'll have specific services focused on healing along with our weekly healing school, amen. Our television and ministry outlets, media outlets, VTN, live stream, Roku, YouTube, Podcast, Word Supply, part of our vision. We want to upgrade our soundboard here in Little Rock. and We're going to have a, a, a sound engineer visit both locations to help us bring our quality up so we can live stream the whole service, including our worship. Amen. Amen. Another aspect is our books and study materials. The sale of our books and study materials goes back into the ministry to help produce more materials. I heard, I think it was Angela today, that was saying she was at the airport going to her vacation, talking to somebody, and uh, uh, somehow it got around to, to where she goes to church, and she said, I go to this church where Pastor Philip Michelle Steele, and the lady said, Michelle Steele? She said, yes, I watch her on TV all the time. Amen men's ministry, women's ministry, ministry to our children and youth. We're increasing that this year. Amen. Amen. We want to add our young adults ministry. Thrive, young adults. Our OASIS ministry. OASIS stands for older adults still in service. Amen. Amen. And, and, and you know, the, the thing is, is, we could have had both of those up and running. There were people that were willing to take the responsibility, but they were people that were already doing what they could do. They had, they had four full buckets. You know, and as I prayed about it, I said, Lord, they're willing to do this, but what do we need to do? Because it's not just getting service, it's getting quality service. You know, I don't take my wife out for our anniversary to McDonald's. Right? I mean, if she wants to get a hamburger, I'm going to take her somewhere where they bring it on a good, clean plate. You know, I mean, it's up to you. But, but, but why, why do you go to McDonald's? Because you don't care about the service? Ah, uh, I lost some of y'all right there. Amen. It doesn't matter. Right? I can just go through the drive through You know, to go somewhere with good service, you may have to wait a little while you may have to make a reservation i took the family out for dinner the other night and i had to make a reservation but boy we got there and got seated and they brought the food whoo it was some kind of good and the service was good so my point is i want to serve the young adults but i want them served correctly i want i want right i i want people that can give their attention to that I, 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 I want our our, our our elders served and I want them to enjoy their time in the Lord, but I want it to be something where it's quality. so we're moving into that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now what are the projects to fulfill the vision? The first one is transportation, present and future. We're going to continue the upkeep of our current transportation. Oh hallelujah. Our transportation future is that Cessna 421C Golden Eagle. And that's approximately $400,000. But we're believing God. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all want to see a picture of that? Amen. You got that? Praise God. What's that? Yep, that's great. Hallelujah. May not be this one, but it's one like it. upset with me, he said, uh, you know, that the pastor of that church was trying to raise money for a jet. And I told somebody, I said, well, it's not a jet, but keep talking, brother. Amen. But here, here's the thing, you know, we look at this. The Lord told me back in 2017, I was at Keith Moore's Week of Increase in Branson. And uh we were just then beginning to talk about an aircraft because we we had just really begun to to travel in earnest back and forth, and the Lord said to me, he said, "You need an airplane like I needed a donkey and like I needed a place to celebrate Passover and i've I've always kept that in my mind. it's not a luxury, it's a necessity if we're going to continue to do what God." wants us to do amen Amen. and so it's not something you know because I didn't decide to enter into a realm of ministry where I would need a plane you understand I'm a homebody I, I traveled with my dad from the time I was just a little kid I never lived anywhere more than two years really never lived anywhere over a year and a half we traveled constantly till we till we moved to uh West Texas. Bless its holy name. And uh <laughs> but I decided early on, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna get married, and wherever I end up, I'm there. Hallelujah. People say, hey, you want to go here and take this trip? Why? Why would you want to? I mean that that's me. All right? Now the Lord sent me. All around the world, uh, not because I liked it, but because I knew it's what he wanted. But here's the point. What I'm trying to make, the point that I'm trying to make to you is, so when God says, I want you to do this, well, that it's God. It's not me. I, I could be here every Sunday morning, every Sunday night with my seven-mile trip from here to Mel. That's about a right-sized trip. Amen. Maybe I can have one of y'all drive me. Amen. But here's my point. The Lord said, I want you to cover Arkansas. I want you to pastor these churches. we we got to be able to do it quickly. we got to be able to do it safely. Amen. So I want you to believe with me. Amen. And finally, projects to fulfill the vision are Ezra Project, which is to prepare for the enlargement of our territory. And we said the goal today is to have $250,000 in both locations to allow for uh, down payments or whatever it may be. And we're believing for increased assets, especially real estate. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you brought your three things that you're going to be uh, believing God for uh, over the, uh, this, this coming up year, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can pull them out. If your family's here, you want them. We want everybody to stand in a moment. But if your family's with you, of course, you want them with you, believing with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I have a book I write mine down in. And so I brought my book. And Pastor Michelle and I have agreed on what we want to believe for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And we're going to agree according to Matthew 18 and 19, that this is going to be a reality in your life. If you come tonight, we'll agree again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand up today, shall we?